Hey. Thanks for playing D and D with me today. Hello. Hey. So happy to be here. Thanks for playing D and D with me. Oh my gosh. How many bow charges? Do you have? It Holy like shit! It was a two. Oh my Let's go for God. Yeah. Neat, neat, neat. Really Pretty. super neat. It's the ICP version. <laughs> Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, so I just wanted to show everybody my insane clown posse dungeon master. <laughs> <laughs> you want to DM is, like a juggalo? Do you want to DM like the great Malenko on my <laughs> album here? Fill up your yeah. god your goblets with Fago Moon right. Mist. Go on, yeah. Write a shitty song about murder and then reap all the benefits of those twelve year olds listening to you pay you for it. <laughs> smell, Sm- smell. <laughs> <laughs> we want a picture of, of all of you smelling. <laughs> it's working! Fuck that. Okay. What? We're done. We're done <laughs> trying to take like a selfie. Them. Jonathan just tried to take six selfies in a row, and none of them look good. Because no. he has a crease on his neck. Yeah. Did you burp in Alan's face? I burped. In your own I face? In my own face. It's hard not to. <laughs> I can help right back. Hey, all you peasants out there. It's me, the master of dungeons, the king of this domain, the guy who sits in a basement and writes up imaginary worlds for hours on end. Your hero and dungeon master, Caleb Hanks. Are we recording? What? I don't know. I'm assuming. I can be your hero, baby. Mm. If we're not recording, uh, fuck it. Let's go anyway. Hey, so Hi. I'm joined here by my so favorite nice. players in the whole entire world. I didn't abbreviate it this time because of how confused you all were the last time I did it. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't confused. Hmm? For the record. Oh yeah, no, Alan did catch it right. He did this. He went. <laughs> yeah. I stay confused, so you can't base that on me. Did everybody listening see that? Yeah, I'm sure they did. They can hear your neck move. Hey, I'm kind of Alan got it, but Patches didn't, because Patches can't read. I can't read. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what letters are. Thieves can't read. Uh, oh. to, my, to my right, oh. we have... Oh, it hurts. It hurts. We have Jonathan oh. Selfie Ganong. Hey, hey, I'm playing Arwell Garwin, the Divination Wizard Nome. Alan Boppet Clark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm playing Patches, the half-elf thief. Rogue. Nina Burpin Larson. <laughs> Adelaide, the half elf warlock. She threw up. It was burp. Rachel <laughs> Cookies Watkins. Hey, all baked goods in general. Thank you very much. Playing Callista, <laughs> the tiefling long. bard. All baked goods in general. Callista, the tiefling bard. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Also Thank a croissant. Thank you. And Kayla Bedhead Hanks. I'm Caleb Hanks. I play Guy on a Buffalo who is a human ranger who will die this episode, and I'm bringing Van back. <laughs> we can't make up our minds, but one thing's for sure, Caleb's characters die a lot. A lot. <laughs> or just wander off. Or just wander off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should have died, but didn't, and walked away. <laughs> Should have died. Yeah, I'm done with Just threw their hands up in the air like, fuck this, I'm out. My message to everybody is, don't quit, just leave for a little while. <laughs> yeah, don't explicitly say you I quit. I also adhere to this message. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay, hey, hey. Guess what? Wait, is everyone wearing blue except me and Wes? Are we this not is, did you not get the memo? Damn it. And that's I green. This is not green. You're wearing adorable b-shirt. <laughs> that is fucking on. green. This is not green. Yeah, that's I blue. see it as like a light blue. This is blue. It's light blue. That's, I said blue. Yeah. Blue get your blue. goddamn eyes. Alan, yeah. shut your ignorant <laughs> mouth. <laughs> you think it's Walking green. in here thinking he knows colors I, and shit. <laughs> I think it's... Can't I, read. I can see, see color. it being green or blue. In certain light, the closest it's thing got maybe a little bit of green to it. Seafoam. No. Seafoam. It's, it's like more like blue. Oh, get the fuck out of here. 
Uh-uh. We're not right. coming to a compromise with seafoam. All right, hetero. It's, <laughs> it's blue. Hetero <laughs> That shirt is hetero blue or I'm fucking dead. Got real heterophobic up in here. <laughs> okay, now that we got the burps and banter out of the way, the B&D in our D&D, this episode is brought to you by none other than... Dice Envy. Dice Envy's dice don't smell like burps, and you don't need to turn the fan up when you open their cases because it smells like love and perfectly modeled dice. They have a bunch of super cool dice. They have wooden dice, which Rachel owns. That's fucking awesome. Yes. You can have the same experience we just described uh, by entering the code HITDICEPOD when you check out at DiceEnvy.com. And you're going to get 10% off of your entire purchase. They've got subscription boxes. They've got dice. And we're going to be selling them ourselves at a convention this weekend. Hell yeah. Our baby banner. B&B, B&B, D&D. And last week on Hit Dice, we all drank a little too much. And we, uh, we snuck into a monastery, dressed as monks, and then told everyone exactly why we were there. <laughs> Did we really do that? Yes, oh, no. Pretty much. Uh, pretty, pretty much. Uh, I am a monk. <laughs> hey, I'm a monk. What are you? Not a monk. So, uh, okay, so for real, you guys, you rode a worm, you... A Remoraise, to be specific, you gained the favor of Mibble, a hermit ex-monk that was living out on the tundra. You met Marika, you bumped back into your long-lost friend Adelaide. It's almost like someone's writing all of this on purpose. You guys got into the monastery. Almost. almost. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> not quite, not quite. You guys got into the monastery. You went into the guest house. There were baths. There was a halfling that tried to sleep with everyone who talked to her. There was a moon elf. It turned out Adelaide had actually bumped into. Mm-hmm. You all found out that some merchants came up. They had some really interesting items. They were delivered to the uh, tower that is in the monastery. I think you all found out that some monks go up there to train, but it's currently off limits because damage was done to it. And then you decided to go see Mother Savan in the Medica. Arwul thought that maybe something magical was keeping her under. You all were not told explicitly, but had put together some clues yourselves that she fell unconscious right around the time that this strange storm started to happen. And based on that, Arwul thought that maybe some magic was keeping her under, cast Detect Magic uh, to no avail. He rolled some medicine rolls on her. Uh, he checked her pulse. He looked at her skin color. He monitored her, her, he monitored her breathing. He's at a total loss right now. By all means, she should be healthy and awake, but it seems like she's not. You all are standing in this Medica. This Medica is sterile. It is clean. There are monks walking around it, though they do constantly mumble something over their hands before they touch these patients. And as they're mumbling it over their hands, they'll walk over to these patients. Um, They'll start to see to them. There are some people in here who are wounded. All of their beds are separated. But Mother Savan, who you all would know, is basically the high priestess of this place. She, like, except for the Grand Master Flower, she, she runs... She runs shit. She's in a, her own little alcove in this place, sort of. They've tucked her away even further. They allowed Arwell to go over here, leaving all of his weapons behind with you all. Arwell, you were standing beside her bed, and you you were left sort of uh, empty-handed right here. And just to remind you guys of what's going on, there's a storm howling around this monastery. The wind is constantly whipping. Skeleton Buffalo is just outside of this building. Uh, his clip clocks were a little too loud, and his cow pelts <laughs> and monk robes were just a, a little bit of The wind uh, whistling through his bones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a wind chime. <laughs> 
love Speaking it. of wind chimes, there are wind chimes all over this fucking place. All it's of them seem to play in some sort of harmony. Uh, you all don't think it's magical because you actually asked specifically about them and know that the Order of the Chisel made these to interact with the wind in the same way. So the way that the wind hits them, it sort of hits them all at the same time in this really beautiful harmony, and they're constantly chiming and rattling, and they're made of wood and ceramics and glass, and they, they make this really beautiful harmony. They turn this crazy aggressive wind into this beautiful sound that's constantly dancing around you and in this place there are monks everywhere this place is by no means desolate there you have not been anywhere where you didn't see another person you were told that there were around a thousand monks here you know there are three orders in this place the order of the scroll chisel and rose wow it smells like death in here <clears throat> and isopropyl alcohol <laughs> they have that there <laughs> something like it neat and the rest of us weren't allowed in right. there. Right. We were just all out waiting. Two of, these, um. two of these monks. One is a woman with a fairly plain face. Uh, her hair is pu- obviously pulled back tight. You can tell by the way her eyes are and her skin around the edge of her hood. She is poised and ready to strike Arwul. There is another man who has his head bowed and seems to be standing completely um. still who hasn't spoken up. But they are on either side of you as you're looking down at this bed. Uh, Mother Savan, by the way, is... She seems, even in her sleep, very wise, very intuitive. You can see a look of brilliance on her face. You can see a look of keenness, a look of awareness. She has a very prominent bone structure and face structure. She, like, if you saw her walking around, you would know she was someone to be expect, uh, respected. She has long flowing hair that is pulled back and neatly under her neck, and uh, her hands are very gently clasped over her sternum. I'm definitely at a loss because I was expecting to like be able to detect magic on her or get a beat on her medically. I'm going to look at the person who's kind of just been watching me. I'm going to tell her slowly what I'm going to be doing and I'm going to cast Identify on okay. her body and okay. see kind of just like a last ditch hope that maybe I can find want something out about what's affecting her. And be like, do you mind sure. if I cast this Identify spell? I don't know if you're familiar. The first one that you cast was Detect Magic. Detect Magic. And then this one is Identify. Right. Yeah, you don't you don't notice you don't notice anything affecting her. You okay. you cast uh, Identify, you've cast Detect Magic, you don't notice any of these you don't notice any magics on her. Yeah, and then I'm gonna kind of just like slash my shoulders and then look at the this lady and just be like, I'm so sorry for the loss of your leader. Um, thank you for letting me look her over. Not lost to us yet. Right. Still with us. Yeah. We hold out hope. We know she will endure. She has seen much worse. The cordials keep her vitals up. We are lucky to have such talented herbsmen working in our kitchen. And yeah. If it weren't for them, I, I fear we would have lost her already. Her situation is dire, and her it, wounds strange when we found her. But what were her wounds? Uh, a broken arm and collarbone. Uh, unconscious, though, they're didn't seem to be any direct injuries to her head, but when Mother Sanilla uh, found her, she she found her body first because she noticed that the, the Tower of Winds was in ruin, which is not normal here. With the Order of the Chisel, normally things are tip-top, well-maintained, so she found it odd to find it in such disrepair. Uh, she is one of Order of the Chisel, though, so she is seeing to it that it is fixed. Right. I've heard from other monks here that she fell ill, for lack of a better word, when the storm started here. Do you know of any link between the two? Hard to say if there is any link between these two. Sure. In a world where one can control the weather with a flick of their wrist, it, it, it hardly seems like the two would be connected. Well, controlling the weather at a flick of a wrist might be a clue in itself. I doubt it comes from within the monastery, though. It's It takes... 
years to gain access to certain places here. It, it takes much hard training, many hours of prayer. For someone to go through all of that just to cause a storm, it seems unlikely. Okay. While we're yeah. kind of outside, do, do I... Does my Dragon's Bane bracelet, does it... Is it doing anything? That's a good question. Uh, no, it's not. Well, fuck. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> are we all in the room now? You, you, uh, you four, Adelaide, Patches, Callista, and Guy are standing at the entrance. They only allowed Arwell to go back and see Mother Savan. Can we hear this? Um, you could roll a perception to see if you can pick up on anything. <laughs> but they're they're in like a closed quarters sort of area. I'll just, she's I'll in just her... wait for Arwell to okay, tell yeah, me. She's about in, that. she's sort okay. of in her own quarters. She's, she's not just out here in a cot with like. Yeah. A cut on her arm like everyone else. She's a very important lady who seems to be very carefully watched. Are there a lot of wounded people? Like, it seems like it's at capacity. There actually are quite a few wounded people here, yes. Huh. Does it look, like, storm-related? Can I roll medicine <clears throat> for that or something? Ooh, maybe? yeah. Um, oh, is, is, does, is anyone healthier than there's I? A monk, there's still, <laughs> and for what it's worth, uh, just to paint this full picture, there is a monk standing guard beside this door that is watching you all. There is another monk who seems to be cleaning supplies, and they keep whispering something over their hands as they touch these supplies. I mean, really specifically, I want to know, like, if it seems like this is storm damage. Okay. So. That's uh, so not one. Mm. Um, yes. What the? I, this, that, yeah. This did, is the you, same you one. You actually did roll like three nat ones last session. Okay. You know what? This is done for a while. So <laughs> I don't have the dice jail here. I was going to make you do perception then medicine since you're not walking over to these people's cots. Like, uh, people look hurt. Yeah. You're like these guys look pretty <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> um, and and guy is like actively waiting for Arwell to come back over as his patches mm -hmm. to ask a million yeah. questions. Does uh, the one standing oh. with us look like he might be willing to answer questions? Uh, he, he stands beside you silently, okay. his hands folded in his sleeves in front of them, tucked, mm -hmm. and he stands eerily still okay. as he sits here. He does not watch you out of the corner of his eye like a guard or anything. He He's sits still looking there. forward. Okay. I just want to walk up to him, kind of try to get in his line of vision. Excuse me. He looks over to you and a very gentle smile comes across <laughs> his face. And he says... Yes. Hi. Um, I was just wondering, is it normal to have this many here needing medical treatment here? He looks around and he says, no, actually. Uh, some merchants came through and there was uh, some sort of incident. The, the, they're not badly injured, you, you understand. Of course. But still, we, we tend to our wounded as much as we can, especially people from out of town. We've mm -hmm. already healed the merchants and sent them on their way. And uh, some of our order has decided to... Endure this pain to learn from it. Did the did the merchants say where they were going? I did not ask. What kind of incident? Like a fight or natural they, they phenomenon? Said, they said they were attacked by some sort of uh, elemental, they claimed, but uh, they had strange scarrings all over their body. And he describes these these scars to you, these strange streaks across their skin, like uh, like a thousand tiny lacerations were quickly scarred over. Hmm. You said some of the monks have chosen to just live with it instead of getting treated to try to learn from it, I guess. That's correct. As a Do form you think of um, when our friend comes back, who's currently looking over your esteemed leader, do you think any of them would be willing to let us talk to them about what happened? Oh, I yes. think it might fit in with the Mother mystery Savant's we're trying to one solve. Thing, but if you think you can help any of our order, they are wide awake. 
Yeah, I'll take my leave. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys see Arwell walking back, these two monks on either side of him. Guy and Adelaide are both sort of like poking their heads, trying to look around the corners. Peeking around. Yeah, Adelaide doesn't see a lot. Guys Did I hear like, that <laughs> conversation? Yes, absolutely. Uh, can I roll nature to see if that sounds familiar to me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Those wounds? Absolutely. It's mm. not going to work. Oh. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> it was a two plus like four. Uh, yeah, so... You would at least recognize that these wounds were not likely caused by actual lacerations. You think that it was um, something different, that a knife wouldn't have been able to do this to someone and then still be alive. Does it look familiar at all to me? I, I, I like, <laughs> She's I'm heard it described. Out, you know, I'm probably still staring at a wall, but I'm like, I want to see if it looks like cold damage, basically. Mm, okay. Um, you haven't gone up to their beds yet, but as Arwell comes back, rejoin the group. Definitely when I get back, I'm, yeah, it's just, because I thought I would find something, but there's... Nothing I can find medically or magically wrong with her. Nothing? Nothing. I How tried odd. detecting magic in the room. Nothing was going on. I identified her body. Nothing's affecting her. That is wild. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, something is. It's really well masked. Did the did homegirl tell you anything? No. They don't know what happened. They weren't even sure that she had any head damage. She had a broken arm when she came in. Maybe she did hit her head and they don't Who know. found her? And I'm where guessing she like found? in the Tower of the Wind. I think we should check out the tower. I don't know if we can get in easily, but yes, I completely agree. Uh Before we leave here, Mm -hmm. I've just been talking to this gentleman here. Um, It's not normal for them to have this many injured here, and they all have really similar mysterious injuries. One of the injuries. Tiny lacerations all over. But he thinks that some of the monks that have chosen to live with the injuries as a learning experience instead of being healed right away might be willing to talk to us and answer some questions about what happened to them and how they received them. Um, but I thought it might be good for you to check them out since you're Would there be good at a that. cot kind of within 30 feet of me or so? You guys, um, like as you stand in this place, there are those curtains that you see in, you know, the movies, mm-hmm. that those like privacy dividers that they put up. Yeah. And they have them between the beds. There's one immediately beside you all. And there are probably 15 cots that like mm-hmm. hospital style beds that these people are lying on. Some herbs beside a few of them. Yeah. Can I have Ori? Like a like, come out of her pocket dimension, or go in her pocket dimension, come out um, on one of their beds, and kind of just look them over, just get, so I can look over their wounds. As you send Ori over luck. to one of their beds, you see one of these. You see the monk that was standing beside you. She goes to reach for her, and she misses completely. And Ori gets through her fingers. And oh she's no! It just appears. It just appears. Like you can go in pocket dimension and just appear. Okay, so it appears at the end of the bed, yeah. and you see this woman run over, and she goes to like slam oh. Ori up against this bed, and as she does, Ori pops up into the air, yeah. is able to get away from her. That is a 16 hit. She'll get, get her, yeah. I guess. That's a that's nine points of damage from this woman as yeah. she hits Ori. So, like, she comes over and with her hand smacks into it, and you see her at full attention here. Her muscles are corded, and she's looking all around the room for everything. Ori dissipates into this heat, and as she is looking around the room quickly, she looks to you all. She says, did you do this? Have you done this? I say no, but I have seen a lot of owls around here lately. They can be really <laughs> pesky. Roll of deception. Ten. You see her at ease a bit, and she says, I suppose it was just a bird. Just a bird. Hey, uh, so uh, I'm a, a traveling monk slash rogue, mainly a rogue, or a uh, ranger. <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> he doesn't know what he is anymore. Yeah, I know, it's hard to think. <laughs> um, it's okay. I'm a traveling ranger, and I'm understudy, understudying as a monk, and although I do know a little bit of uh, this and that about healing, I was curious with my background in nature studies if I could come take a look at some of the bodies and identify if some of these wounds were from some sort of creatures I've seen hellish beasts no sane God would ever allow and I would like to see if maybe I could pinpoint 
exactly what's been affecting your people, if you will adhere to my services. I mean, they're not just bodies, right? They're the not people. <laughs> the patients. Find their people. Uh, <laughs> your friend has shown to be trustworthy. He was near Mother Savan, and he showed great knowledge in the medical field. Uh, with his recommendation, I will certainly let you view one of our monks. You may look over their wounds. All of them are fairly similar. Uh, we have monks in here who have lost in spars, who are mending broken bones and bruised ribs. We have monks in here who have suffered the strange injuries that we saw on the merchants. Those are the ones we're curious about. You may pick one, and the same rules apply to you as your friend. Is there anybody that had gotten mysteriously injured anywhere near the tower like the Lady Savan? None of these monks were found with her, no. Okay. She was... Did it happen at the same time? Uh, no, this happened uh, an incident with uh, merchants, okay. is what we were told. Timeline-wise, how far apart? Only a few days after, five or so. Okay. Uh, and I, th- I think they only just recently left, actually, out in this storm. They'll be back in the medical before they know it. You should have let Rhea Rig keep stabbing those merchants. That sounds like it. <laughs> Rhea Rig was the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> he he didn't mean to be. found Lady Savon? Mother Sanilla. She is of the Order of the Chisel. She found the Tower of Wind in a strange state of disrepair. Uh, very unnatural. Um, the, the Order of the Chisel is very good at maintaining our grounds, at, and their craftsmanship seldom needs maintaining. So her finding it in such a state was strange. The doors locked from what she told us, uh, and she found Mother Savon on the ground. What do you mean is by the- disrepair? Like... <clears throat> Oh, I, um... Like the building itself was damaged and in uh, ruins, that's, that's or correct. just the interior? Uh, that is correct. The out, the outside of the building, we were told some of the walls were out of place. Some of the stairs had been destroyed out front. Oh. Uh, she noticed it and was assigned to it, and when she went to check, she stepped inside, and uh, she found Mother Savon uh, crumpled on the floor. Hmm. Okay. If I can only take a look at one of them, can I take a look around the room and see if there's anybody that looks... Like they have any strange markings on them or anything? Yeah, she'll walk you over to one of the guys who she said had strange markings. Cool. Women, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you want to go see one of those? It's, yeah. uh, it's the same deal. Uh, she she said it's this, basically the same lot. Uh, she'll let you go over alone, make one wrong move, and she's going to snap your wrist off That's your body. Fine. Okay. I'm just taking a look. Yeah, so you walk Hands over. Hands behind you my over back. This, you walk over this. <laughs> You walk over to this cot. You see this monk is sitting there, and the, their eyes are closed, they're, they're, but they are breathing. Uh, they're breathing very steadily, and you see these strange white marks all over their body. Like a bunch of really tiny lacerations are all over them and have already scarred over. Uh, it, it, it looks it looks very interesting. I'd like to roll nature again just to see if anything sparks my mind. Okay. Uh, that is going to be pretty good. 21. Yeah, you think that these marks look very similar to a tree's bark after it's struck by lightning. Mm. Okay. Uh, for the time being, I'm just going to keep that information to myself. From the storm. Oh, well, you're keeping it to yourself. So <laughs> you're over there. No one's <laughs> we around. We don't know. He's he like, the from the storm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, his vow of silence has made him... I just says Tourette. Really <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep his mouth shut. Just, are you okay? What has happened to you? I'm great. I'm living my best life. <laughs> living your okayest life. I'm just going to say to the... to check out this tower, though. Did you say you were... Yeah. Uh, yeah, as you were over here, you wanted to... No, no, no. Is sorry, she with me? She's right behind you. Yeah. I'm just going to say to her... I've spent many a night out in the forest, and I've seen many trees and animals that have been struck by lightning. This looks pretty similar to that. Have you ever seen anything like that shit 
the men and women who were reported here, the merchants included, uh, said they couldn't remember what had happened, that they were fighting some sort of elemental, is how they described mm. it. Uh, they woke up with these wounds. I've never seen any kind of uh, electrical elemental to my knowledge, but if that's what we're dealing with, that's going to suck. <laughs> we're all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you, notice the, you notice the markings immediately. Uh, no one else has up until this point, so you telling them this is a is a large piece of information. Uh, in addition, it is str- not strange. If they were struck by lightning, it would not be uncommon for them to have forgotten what happened, to yeah. have blacked out. What is strange is that this happened to multiple people. Well, I, I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm, like, talking right. to her. You guys are only a few feet away. Yeah, so you, you guys are, like, us. on the other side of one of these assemblies. Does <laughs> okay. it look like how we looked when Agdavoska cast hurt us? Yes, it absolutely does. Yes! <laughs> yeah, it looks exactly the same. Look at this brain. Steel uh, trap. Just kidding. <laughs> well, you saying that makes me go, oh, yeah, we did look like we got hit by a dragon. What, um... Back then. Out of Adelaide's first time. What, 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 like, what if it's did. an air elemental? Mm-hmm. That can conjure different air stuff? Yeah. There's yeah. like a pocket that opened up, and that's what happened to the room. That sounds about right. Like a um, rift. Maybe... I want to ask uh, this woman, uh, is there any way that we can check out the tower? Can we look at the tower? Is it still damaged? I mean, what kind of shape is the tower in right now? Uh, Mother Sunilla has been tending to the stairs in the interior. Uh, however, new students are not allowed in the Tower of Wind. It is a heavy meditation and, and a very dangerous one at that. Uh, many of the monks uh, that have been here for Decades don't dare meditate inside of that tower. It is treacherous. Um, that said, Mother Sunilla should be somewhere near it. Uh, if she's not eating um, or praying, tending to the tower itself, making repairs. I believe some of the items that the merchants brought in she is using. Hmm. What time's lunchtime? Mm, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that, that makes sense. They had building materials. Yes, and that one tarp. Okay. She might now we're cooking. We should we should find her. She might have on her eating dress. Um, (laughs) It's just got like tomato sauce. (laughs) She's got Parmesan cheese in one of the pockets. That's not normal. The eating times are in shifts, as are the praying and meditation times. New recruits is actually coming up fairly soon. If you wish to see the kitchens or eat, I'm gonna like kind of just buddy up to Patches and be like, I was thinking about going when she's not there. Well, me too. Also, and so, and also, I was going to. Um, can I do a little? Um, I'll do investigation. Okay. You know what? No, I'm going to do perception. Okay. <laughs> um, and see if I see um, if this woman that we're talking to, if she has like any keys on her, like a like anything sure. uh-huh. that I might want to lift. What you don't want to go pat her down. <laughs> Not 20. Woo! Woo! This woman does not have any keys on her. It seems like she just has this robe on. But you do notice that on the side of one of the carts where this person has been over here that I've been describing, they they are cleaning these utensils, these surgical tools, these bandages. They are preparing them. They keep whispering something over their hands. On the side of this cart, you do notice that there is a ring with a single key on it. Okay. Okay. In addition to that, you notice that there is uh, a strange cordial 
that is sitting on uh, this cart. It seems like the only one of its kind. There are a lot of these herbal remedies that seem to be sitting around in these tiny pestles and mortar. But this cordial is in is the only one that's in a jar, and it only seems like it's enough for one dose. And I it, walk over to that guy, and I want to ask him a question. Yeah. Um, and so I, I start talking to him. So, so what exactly yeah. are you... What are you doing? What are you saying to your hands when you're doing whatever it is that you're doing? Uh, he says, "Got to keep my hands clean. Uh, I'm, I'm just prestidigitating them uh, to make sure there are no germs that. on them. It's the only cantrip I know, but they they force you to learn it when you start working in the medica. You have to keep the utensils clean uh, for the sick patients. They can get infections pretty easily. Uh, it's also good for cleaning out wounds." Okay, I rolled a fifteen deception. Like I'm just pretending that I'm mm-hmm. interested in. While you're like. To- What's this, uh, what's this little liquid that you have, this cordial, this little vial? That's a cordial for Mother Savan. It's, it's what's keeping her alive. It's, it's what's keeping her uh, healthy and with us. If she didn't have this, you think she would die? I'm no, I'm no doctor. But since she has begun taking it, her uh, well-being has significantly improved. Her, the skin color has returned, her pulse back to normal, her breathing no longer sporadic. She's made uh, leaps and bounds of recovery since uh, Brother Zern began making this for her. Okay. Um, so after I ask him a couple questions, it's a 24 sleight of hand to... Woo! This motherfucker! <laughs> oh, he's not going to roll against you actively. He will use his passive perception because he completely trusts you. <laughs> you fool! And, uh, you, yeah, Patches, I, I don't know if um, anybody is watching him or not. It doesn't seem like it. You guys let him go do his own thing. And uh, you have pocketed this key and it does like you put it in your pocket you get that little adrenaline rush like fuck like you start to get uh, you're scared to turn around you never know but it's in your pocket um and then i just say cool man like that's some cool stuff that you're doing uh and i go back to the group (laughs) yes he's and and he he's like thanks yeah thank you Totally. <laughs> and he goes back to it. He starts cleaning the utensils, and you can see like where his hood is falling. He just has this little, um, little content smile on his I, face after you went over and I talked kinda, to him. I look at everybody and wink at them. Close <laughs> to size a little. Trust I just walks over and just like, <laughs> like at everyone. Calista's like, like, oh god, what do you have? Over the bed um, mm-hmm. until you tell me otherwise. Uh, Patches has just returned from taking the key. Callista was speaking um, to the, like, we, they're not really a guard, but the person who is attending the door. How many are in here, in this room? Patients, in, including yes. Mother Savan. We have 14 now, okay. including her. I know nothing I can do can affect her state right now, but do you have maybe six or so more critically injured that I might be able to offer some aid to? And thanks for your help with our work here. Un- unless you can, oh, uh, it, it is our pleasure to help fellow monks, we all exist in this monastery to aid one another, to grow together. Uh, it has been a pleasure, and uh, Mother Savan is the only one accepting uh, additional medical help, magic or otherwise. Oh, no all one the, here would... They've all okay. chosen to meditate through the pain. Everyone in here? Everyone. Oh. The ones who haven't have been healed and left. Okay. Fair enough. I'll save my spell slot. <laughs> Different strokes. That's pray, but what else? There's different strokes, and then you hear one of the guys say, like, hey, vocabulary, <laughs> you're in the medica, bruh. But also, I get it. I cut my toe off once and just, like, dealt with it. Is it back? Yeah, it's Canonically, back. your it's toe back. is back? Canonically, okay. it's back. <laughs> I bow to the nice lady and say, thank you for letting me examine. Uh, it's all in uh, 
in help and hopes that I can help everybody out. But uh, at this point, I'm going to join back up with my other monk homies and uh, see what else I can find out. I appreciate you looking over these monks. May I? She's she's walking over with Guy as as she's returning, and she looks to all of you. Why so many questions? Part of our reason for our visit here um, from our own place of study is the mystery of the storm and events happening here and a possible connection to the wider world. I thought that's what we were saying. We were from another. We're visiting in the sense that we're visiting to learn uh, how to be better monks. (laughs) We're all order of the scroll. Yes. That's why we're so interested in the study of the storm. I see. Mm -hmm. I understand now. And I come you, from an artistic background. So. Order. I, yes. Right. I, I almost alerted the grandmaster. Oh, goodness, flowers. no. <laughs> and lost my. Uh, well, and I, I, I have, silly. I would have oh, certainly man. been put in an interesting position. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're gaining knowledge, solving mysteries. With advantage, because you're, you're real live. Can I help him? You're, just deceive. Are you proficient in it? Like, very. Oh, you actually literally did help him. So, yeah. Yeah. So what do I roll? D six. Six. Yeah. Can I? Do I add a mod to it? Nope. Motherfucker. It's a two. So it's a fifteen in total. You really had me worried there. I thought that we were all about to be in trouble, but it is my due diligence and my job to ensure that these things don't go unreported. So I will be reporting this incident to Mother Witta. I'm sure you understand. Absolutely. We are in strange times right now, and. Uh... Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for doing your job. And, and you as well. As you exit, she um, grabs one of her wrists. She uh, forms the other into a fist. She pulls it in front of her face as she bows. And she says, may we all endure this storm. Um, I do the same thing back. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah? Sure. Yeah. Really <laughs> I'm like, I does our order really... supposed to have a different one? I don't know. <laughs> Respect. So you all you all bow to her. Curtsy. Um you mm-hmm. see you see a look of a little bit of contentment and mm-hmm. comfort on her face. Uh, she turns back and as you all exit this, you hear her start talking softly to the other woman and the two men that were in this room with her, and they seem to be getting back to work as you all leave. But the door shut behind you. And you were standing go. in this hallway. This uh, just to remind you, the hallway inside of this monastery is not literally located inside of this building. The building runs along the edge of the cliff that you all were at the bottom of. You have some vague notions that Marika is like probably directly underneath you. Mm. If you were to fall off of this cliff, maybe she would catch you. But <laughs> by not the way, testing she that would theory. Not, do not try that later. That is not going to I jump off the cliff. Um, so it, it is like a sheer 300 foot drop down and you can see over this whole glacier as you were walking down this hall and the rooms and the kitchens and the libraries are all on the other side of it. Tucked on the inside of this wall. But looking over this, you can see that snow blowing in, that wind raging in all of these intricate beautifully crafted wind chimes. They're dangling, they're dangling and they're dancing and they're singing to you. There are these tapestries that are flat against the wall that are beautifully made. They seem to be of some sort of saints or prophets. You see some statues of Ilmater in between all of them. The god of suffering, suffering in different ways or showing compassion to those less fortunate than him. As you walk down this place, the stone is made out of some sort of white tan, like almost like marble and sandstone had this really interesting stone baby. But when it's carved (laughs) smooth, it's really beautiful. Uh, you all are walking down this. You are constantly seeing other monks walking by you. What uh, what time of day is it? It's it's a, a little before midday right now. I know what time it is. Time to go kill Mother Witta. She can't find out we lied to everybody. <laughs> I think Mother Witta... Can anybody, can anybody charm somebody? 
I can kind of turn uh, someone. I very can suggest <laughs> I can suggest, but uh, Mother Wood, it sounds like she's the leader of the scroll. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. That's, that's why she's going to check with her to make sure we're legit. Yeah, um, um, more and more, it sounds like we're on a limited amount of time. Yeah. I think we should get to this tower as soon as possible yeah. and try to get in. Also, I have a, I kind of stole a key. I have a key. Okay, nice. I see it. I have a key. Without a distraction? What? I want to help you do this next time. I want to be okay. the distraction. I'm very good at screaming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Allow me to distract <laughs> you. See if you had You want to see the key because you think you can... No, I just want to see what it looks like. I want to see what kind of maybe a door goes to him, you know, a tinker. Okay, sure. Yeah, something. Are you guys actively key. walking down this hall as you're having this conversation? You're going down like, this corridor? Like, quietly. I think we need to get some distance well, like, before we start passing that key back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. We need to be somewhere hidden before you start passing that key around. Somebody's going to recognize it. Okay, well, yeah, that makes sense. That's a smart d- thing to Ding. do. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> just put it back also in your pocket. I'm proud of you. Okay. Anyway, yeah, yeah. anyway, let's go to the tower. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Said it was midday. Did we find out what time lunch is? Oh yeah. Now Well, it, now it's the recruits' lunchtime. Mm-hmm. It's done shifts, so we might us. have to wait a little bit. Do we want to eat? We could eat and then eat and then hang out till sundown, and then just break into the tower. Well, if you wanted to get there while she's not there, you need to wait until she's eating. I know. So let's go make a show of being recruits and be seen and recruitly. Okay. Ooh, alibi. Nice. Cool. Uh, where are we going? <laughs> to the mess hall. <laughs> to the kitchen. Dining hall. Where do people eat? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I'm just like, where is it? Is my question. Yeah. We're new. We can play that off. Sure. I'll just stop a passerby. Excuse me. Excuse me. You see them look to you, and it's actually as you were walking. It, there are there's like this little group of children. None of them are in robes. And as they are walking by, you do see a, a small a small girl is walking by. She seems to be at the head of all these kids. Um, she looks over to you, and she has this dull red hair. She has, like, these really big freckles, almost like moles, on her face. Like, the freckles are just so big, they're, like, overtaking her entire face. It changes her entire complexion completely. Her clothes are not ratty, but they are rags, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she looks over to you as you say, excuse me. She's like, yes. Hi, I'm sorry, we're new here. And then one of the kids elbows her, and she's like, yes, sister. Thank you. Could you direct us to where the meals are served? It's our first day. We would really appreciate it. The kitchen? And she looks around and she's like, you, you don't know where the kitchen is? Like I said, we're, we're new. We just got here this morning. Inside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Here we go. Oh, that one. Ah! <laughs> Classic. not very good with kids. Um, yeah, no. but she's like, oh, um, okay, well, it's, it's just down here. It's the second door. You, you can't miss the, the smells and the, and the people eating. While you're in there, though, uh, we have to go to Temple, but if you could get me a snack while you're in there, I would really appreciate it. Inside. You will not be getting anybody any snacks. I don't trust this little bitch. (laughs) Fourteen. Yeah, she is definitely not supposed to be getting snacks out of this kitchen. Mm -hmm. She's she's being a puppet master. She's an excellent liar. She's an excellent deceiver. Her friends behind her are giving her away. Mm -hmm. They're all, like, obviously uncomfortable as soon as she starts to ask, and they're like, don't do that, and don't shut up. Like, yeah, so sweating. Yeah, something yeah. tells me that as a new recruit, I'm not going to be able to sneak any snacks out. But she goes, and in my pocket, I've had rations that I carry. She goes with to open her mouth and sees you reaching for something, and she like uh-huh. closes it back. I just pull one of my little rations out. I'm like, here you go. And then she like holds it up, and she's like, "Thank you," and she waves it to the other <laughs> orphans, and then she like keeps walking down the thing, and they're all, and you can hear them like as they all go behind her, they're like, "Give me some. I want a piece. We were all there. Nobody said you anything. Say, Share with your friends." 
And she's like, yes, sister. Wow, little monks are assholes. I'm not sure those are monks. <laughs> little thief monks. Little babbies. Okay. Little babies. I guess we're just yeah heading to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Let's okay. go eat some lunch, D and D. Role play. Don't you scream that every time you go to roll eat. for lunch initiative. <laughs> or we could just try to sneak into the tower and do something cooler. We could go see. We, let's go or see or, or fuck that. And then <laughs> if she's there. Bye. Yeah. Wait, okay. do we even know what That's all we're doing. We don't have to <laughs> role play through. You all enter this. So do we digress. What? It looks and feels like a mess hall. You can see these people all over their plates, and for the first time, they're not quiet. They're not reverent. They are shoveling down this, what looks like slot. And it looks pseudo-prison-like, except for the space around it. The It is like everything in this monastery, just perfectly built all these beautiful sculptures and designs all around it. Uh, there is a line that starts near the door like a cafeteria in school, and it wraps all the way around. There seems to be a place where they're all getting their food. They're all patiently waiting. They are all standing in this line. They seem to be reverent. They are all having fellowship with one another. They are all speaking amongst themselves, some excitedly, some quietly, but it seems like they have loosened up a little bit in this place. There is a monk who's behind this. He is bringing out the food and he is setting it down. His hood is not up. A lot of these monks' hoods are up all around this place. In this mess hall, in this kitchen, some of them have their hoods down, but not all of them. But this guy, his face is just showing. He's got these big rosy cheeks. You can see the biggest difference between him and all the other monks in this place is the belly he has under his, uh, like, monk robes. You can see, uh, like, a belt tied around it to keep his robe tight against him. And he just brings out this big cauldron, and he sets it down. And you can see this, like, slop, this white grainy, gritty slop come down the side of it just a little bit. And he's like, eat up, recruits. You're going to need it. You've got a lot of long years ahead of you. A lot of praying, a lot of enduring. And the best way to do it is with a full stomach. You can hear, like, some of them, like, cackling, laugh. And you hear a few of them, like, mockingly go, yes, Brother Zern, like, all at once. And they all, like, giggle and laugh about it. But you all are standing in this line as all of this is happening around you. I want to try to talk to my neighbor in line. Okay. Since they're all yeah, they're talking in a, in a small group. Yeah, they're yeah. talking in a small group in front of you. Can I tap on my shoulder? Yeah, and they Hi. turn around. And they they seem attentive, and they're like, uh, "Oh, a greeting, sister." You see them. Uh, they pull their hood back, and they have this mohawk-like hair that is pulled back into a ponytail on the back of their mm-hmm. head. They have very small pointed ears. They have a really beautiful complexion, and with their voice and the temper of it and the cadence and the robes covering their body, you can't really tell if it's a man or a woman. They're both beautiful and handsome. Their voice is like soft and creamy, and they look at you with their white hair and their almost glowing skin, and they say, greeting, sister. Hi, I- I'm new. Uh, as are all of us. Oh, first day for all of you too? Oh, no. New, new for... Very new. Yeah. yeah. New, new. Uh, I've, I've been here studying for four years now. And you still consider yourself new? Oh, yes. It's yes. a long process, right? A very long. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm still considered a recruit in this place. Okay. Uh-huh. How about that storm? Something to be endured. Uh, a chance for us recruits yeah. to prove ourselves Absolutely. to the higher up. Were you here when it started? Yes, many of us were. All of us were. All of us, yeah. For I guess, you. yeah, if you were here for four years. that's <laughs> We had to come in through it. It was really something to get through. What is the weather like out there? Many people wonder. Oh, it's wild. The winds are fierce. It's very cold. Yes, it's but. quite something to endure. But you all endured. Yes. We did. Very good. We did. I almost feel like it's given us a little bit of a leg up over maybe where we would have been arriving in normal conditions. If you were out in the fields, you surely must be from the Order of the Rose. No, that was just our journey to get here. You are from which order? 
scroll. Remind me. I'm sorry. I'm very new. I keep You're from the Order scroll. of the Scroll, and they allowed you outside of the walls. But we had to get here somehow. We just got here today to join. Oh, you only signed up for the Order of the Scroll today. We're very new. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just trying to learn my way around and meet some people because I... This whole thing's really new to me, and I don't know what's I don't going think on. We're really talking to any of these motherfuckers. You think so? I would like to try the slop. <laughs> I, mean, I, have I have a reason. I have a reason. I have a reason. I swear. We're in line to get some food, but I just so as new, like really brand new recruits. Is there anything that we should know? Maybe. Well, I, I suppose first and foremost, you should understand the orders. But the one you're in, if you signed up today, you should not be in the mess hall. You should be. Doing your prayers and meditating in the temple. I'm afraid we arrived a little behind schedule. Oh, you m- must not let Lady Taste Blue Shield find out. She will surely tan your hides. You won't eat for weeks if she finds out. Something to endure. Uh, well, <laughs> nothing to meditate through, though. We will appease our hunger with prayer. <laughs> well, hmm. it seems like no, it we seems were, like we you, it seems like you are. Uh, Fresh, but Very. Uh, your, your will seems strong. And if you came through the storm and, uh, judging by the way that you so easily brush off food, I'm assuming that the will of Ilmater is strong in you and also that you haven't been punished yet by Lady Taste Blue Shield. <laughs> that is true. We have been through much to get here, though. Much. Namaste, brother. We're just trying to get Namaste. a little bit of that swap, that sloppy <laughs> Eucharist. <laughs> sloppy joke. As you were walking, you were all almost up to this counter. The line is moving. The group that uh, this person was talking to has since turned in on themselves. I am keeping my mouth shut. Val, yeah. silence is actually holding for once. Okay. I'm curious to try this slop. Okay, yeah, you get up to this place. There is simple fare laid out on this table in front of you. There is gruel and a strange stew and what look like stale pieces of bread. While they are famous for their wine, it looks like the only things that are available to drink are water or goat's milk. There's, yeah, there's plenty of all of these things, however. Hmm. I want to try the slop. Okay, like the, the gritty... Yeah, what does it taste like? It's, it's like gruel. You, you put it in your mouth and it tastes like very plain grits. So I want to talk... Like, okay, it seems really weird to me that a guy who is an herbalist making the medicine for the people is making some plain-ass grits. Is he making the food? Yeah, well, he, Brother Zern brought the thing in. Is he making the food? Can I ask him? He's not in front. He's, like, walked back oh, into the shit. kitchen. I suspect that it's something to endure, that eating bland food is part of the training. Fucking gross. gross. <laughs> Can I be like, mm, compliments to the chef. Who made this? Are you like, <laughs> yum! <laughs> to anybody? Yo, this I is guess? the best tasteless grits I ever had. <laughs> you, go, you say compliments to the chef, and you get... There are probably about a hundred people in here besides you. You get a hundred weird looks. Like, <laughs> I, I don't eat. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone enjoying this polenta? Yeah. <laughs> I'm wary of everybody at this point. Listen, I've been alone in the wilderness for a long time. Oh, I yeah, it didn't affect is, me at all. Yeah. It is becoming apparent to everyone that we don't know what the fuck we're doing no. or what to say to anybody. Let's go to the tower. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm afraid Let's, to make us more of a sore go. thumb. Yeah. Okay. I'll order the bread and goat's milk, mm-hmm. and then when we sit down, I'll, like, so put it up to my mouth, gruel in your and stew. then I'm going to be like, I'm going to shake my head defiantly, <laughs> and I'll oh put God. it down, and then I'll... Get up and leave the food, mm-hmm. and I'll like head out. <laughs> well, uh, so you all are sitting here, like maybe some of you are eating your bread and like drinking your water oh, or goat's milk no. or whatever, and you see Arl oh. make this huge <laughs> spectacle of refusing to eat. He decides last minute, I don't need this. I'm better, and he gets up and he walks out. <laughs> what a show, brother! I'm behind you. I join you. 
Thank you for the solidarity, sister. Because now that we actually know what the schedule is, we should get out of here and go to our prayers, shouldn't we? Yes, let's go to our prayers. Is everyone leaving? Yeah. Sure. Gotta go pray. Yeah. You want to do anything in the kitchen, guy? No. Okay. Um, okay, so you guys all get We've up been and you... finding out that we have no idea what the fuck is going on. Yeah, we don't need to talk to anyone. So you walk, you walk out of this, you walk out of this kitchen. You are once again in this corridor. These chimes are singing down it. The the, the mess hall, the kitchen, the sounds that were coming from it, the people talking are muffled as these giant ornate doors shut to it. And as they do close behind you, they are not these big stone doors like everything else here. They're these easy swinging giant wooden doors with iron on them. And people seem to be going in and out of this place pretty easily and pretty frequently. I would like to quietly say to mainly Patches, what do you think about just going over towards the temple and staking out, hiding out for a little while, wait till the sun goes down and just crawl up in that bitch with that key you got? Well, I'm not totally certain that the key opens that door. If it it's doesn't, just, I mean, the tower seems to be the place of interest. If it doesn't, I am pretty confident that I can get the door open. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess it opens um, something in the building that you stole it from. That's, that seems that reasonable. <laughs> get the fuck also, out of here. <laughs> um, also, a lot of those people... That are injured came from the temple, yeah. so they had he had to get the tower them, or the tower. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, he had to get them from the tower on that cart that he had, you know. But is that what that cart's for? I don't fucking know. Okay. He had a cart. Um, I'm not familiar with monk hospitals. I'm I'm I like that plan, guy. Are there I, any windows that we can see the tower from the corridor? No. There's no windows? No. The, the, the corridor only looks out onto the tundra, and the way the building is built is it's, it's a gentle curve around the cliff, and all of the rooms that you were in, including the kitchen, are stacked away from the cliff. Should we just go back to the guest house and just wait till t- night instead of the temple? That's fine. That's inconspicuous. Yeah, I don't. I think the the longer we are talking, like, talking to anybody, everybody. yeah, we're shooting um, ourselves. In we're the already yeah, maybe in trouble <laughs> because Mother Witta should be alerted soon, probably. When we're on the way to the guest house, I would just like to scope the grounds of near the temple and yeah. see if there's any place that we could kind of hide out if we needed to. So do you, you guys are sort of going up toward the tower and you're just going to look at it and then see what's going on and probably go back it. toward the guest house? Because the, the, right? the tower is mm-hmm. kind of close to the guest house. It's behind it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. let's just roll to the guest house yeah. if that's cool with you guys. We'll drive by. You guys are walking up to this tower. What are you doing as you walk up to it? As you are out in this cold again, you are no longer feeling the warmth of the inside of that monastery. This wind is whipping and hitting you in the face hard, though not as hard as it was in the tundra. Sorry, I said whipping and hitting you in the face. And <laughs> as this winter storm is just tearing at the ground, at what few plants have managed to sprout here, though they look dry and they were grown to look like bones and fingernails sticking up out of the ground, these like crackly little sad weeds that are just brushing around. (laughs) You get out to this building, and what's strange is it's not just a tower. It's not like a wizard's tower that goes straight up. It has, like, an actual building all on its bottom. Its base is like an actual building that seems to be about two stories tall, and the tower actually seems to rise up out of the middle of it. There are stairs that lead up to it. You guys are, like, trudging through this snow, but once you get close to it, you actually see these stairs that lead up to it. And as you look up at this building, you notice that there are these little tiny windows all the way up it, and they each have these little ledges that are sitting out. How tall is... So it's like two stories? The base of the The base of it is two stories? stories, and The tower seems to rise another 40 above that. Okay. So it is creepy tall, especially with nothing behind it but the tundra, as far as you can see. But there's windows. Uh, Like some sort of alcoves, yeah. You're not sure if they're windows from here. They have like little platforms that stick out like a lip underneath them. I want to give it like a... 
good once over. Okay, roll perception. Um, pretty good. Except I wish I had a better perception. So, mod 20. <laughs> okay, yeah. So with mod 20, you were looking up this tower, and you do notice that at the base of this building, there does seem to be some cracking around mm-hmm. the side of it. And it seems like there's a body hunched over some stairs right in front of this door. They are hard to see because their robes are sort of blending in with the environment around it. The robes that they are wearing are brown, much like the ground all around their body. They seem crouched down and looking at the stairs. And as you look up this building, you do notice that evenly spaced out, there are four alcoves up the center of it. One, two, three, four. And they seem to go out the sides. And on each of them, there's a platform that sticks out from where the alcove actually is. So right. uh, I have this really neat <laughs> spell. What is Remember it? how like obsessed I was with like climbing shit? I took a oh. spell to make somebody do that if we... Cool. And is there anyone is around us? Uh, they're right in front of the tower, and I'm assuming you guys have not walked all the way up. You guys are sort of playing it cool right now. You're like, um, hmm, Buffalo's back with you, which brings a little attention to you, but there's sure. really nobody out here, so... I tell uh, Buffalo to go oh. wait by the guest house. Oh, okay. You see Buffalo, like, nudge his head up against the I think guy. also oh. we should probably wait until nighttime. Me too. I agree. Yeah. And um, not talk to anyone. Scratch out then. Is the Crashover guy wearing everything, the same shit that everybody else at the mm-hmm. monastery is wearing? Yeah. Well, yeah. so we can... Uh, it seems so. No. Perception. 23. Yeah, with the 20... Damn. Do so you look like a regular monk? They... Uh, well, with the 23, you look and you do see the side of her face. She has this gruff look on her face and you can see her it looks like her mouth is moving even though nobody is there uh, you can't tell if she's shivering if she's talking but it definitely looks like her mouth is moving um, and as she does she has these materials some sort of she's moving something from one place to another and she's getting down and she's looking really closely at these stairs i kind of look at everybody and i very quietly say i think that might be mother Sanilla. we can either go back and wait till night we can try to get past mother Sanilla. Those I are two options say nighttime. Okay. Is the right time. So let's just go back to our room and rest? Yeah, I'm down. So you station Buffalo outside, I imagine. Um, so Buffalo, I say you tie up Buffalo, but you really don't need to. Yeah, um, cool. Yeah, so if you don't want to be tying up Buffalo, you don't have to. Buffalo is uh, very just, obedient. Just so it doesn't look weird. That, right. I mean, any weirder <laughs> yeah, that... Right. The, the fact right. that he's a skeleton. Mean. Yeah. Just so people don't see... Uh, Skeleton buffalo potentially just roaming around by itself. I will understand. Right, yeah, so you do up. tie up buffalo. Buffalo understands, nudges you a little bit with his little skeleton buffalo head. And I still got the cow pelts over him. Yeah, he's still over him. Yeah. And like, even though this cold doesn't affect buffalo, I feel like there is something inside of you. Like you throw this blanket over him, and that like, okay, he's gonna be fine. Like he's not gonna be out in the cold at all. He can't die again. Well, <laughs> he's undead. Uh, so you throw that over him. You go in this guest house. As soon as you open this door, the steam just melts the cold from your fingertips. It makes them tingle. But you can still smell the smell of these baths. You all have been gone from here for probably an hour and a half. This fucking elf is still in the bathtub, nice. <laughs> like leaning back, thing over his face. Now he has like a glass of the blueberry wine sitting beside him. Big man. He's not. Budged. The sage who is sitting reading a book silently now has someone else who is leaning over his shoulder and they are looking at like very certain passages, talking quietly amongst one another, picking up other things and writing them down. Uh, but other than that, you don't see the halfling anywhere in sight. I would like to skip my room. Okay. Yeah. 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 I say, Patches, I got this serious crick in my neck. Could you just like give a little pop for me, please? Yeah, for sure. And then you hear a, <laughs> oh, goddamn. <laughs> Guys, I wanted you, when I came back, I wanted you to, uh, you know, hear the familiar guy voice, but I found out why I speak like that. (laughs) Apparently, there's this thing called a pinch nerve, and it was affecting my vocal cords. 
You might remember a little while back I fell and <laughs> I hurt my remember. neck and I had a different voice. Well, it also, it was cutting off the oxygen flow to my brain. I feel so much better now. Do you guys I'm want to go fighter. to your room after this? Crack. Yeah. That's yeah. nice guy. <laughs> okay. I will yeah. say it from the other side of the of the room, like you're yelling it back, like that's nice. And the and Lysander's in the pool and he like doesn't move and when he hears Arnold say that's nice, he goes <laughs> it just like laughs a little bit. <laughs> you're all sitting in your room, is there anything you would like to do while you're in here? Waiting yeah. for like seven hours? I'm just pointing out my spell book. First I'm going to are we kind of in the same room? Uh, you were in the same room, yes. So I'm going to tell them, like, remember when I looked over the city with my clairvoyant spell? Mm-hmm. We can just look inside of that tower now. At least one of the... I can't move my eyesight from there, mm-hmm. but uh, we can look in. When cast, choose scene... Well, 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 sorry. Um, it's okay. You can read the whole thing. Uh, create invisible sensor within range, which is a mile, in location familiar to you. Uh, visited or seen before, or an obvious location, as in behind door, around corner. Um, I could Whoa. just be like... In the Ooh. like the top room of the tower. That's cool. Spot. Do you have to sleep to bring Ori back? I don't have any uh, components to okay. bring her back. I also have it. Wart. We could send Wart in. That's true. Yeah. We could have Gumball fly up there. That's. Oh, but right. we don't want to hurt Gumball. No. I kind of do. Or have but. a dragon being. Yeah, Gumball has around. been, for what it's worth, Gumball has been the obedient. As long, like, which is out of the norm. Mm-hmm. He's probably still healing he, up. He senses how he, he, did, he, did, he, did, he did get hit a few times, but he's been surprisingly obedient as long as you guys have um, been yeah. undercover. Not poking his head up, not causing trouble. Not now that we're in the room, I want to... Yeah, you see him come up and, like, and in... and, and, and like a, under his chin. Yeah. Baby. And as much as a pseudo-dragon can, you see him essentially go... <sighs> like, as he comes up and out of this, and he flies around the room, and he's jumping on everything, he immediately starts scratching at the bedpost with his little claws and, like, gnawing at it. And uh, he's just over there being a little piece of shit, like plugging it with his it's tail. On my bed post, yeah, he's just scratching it up like a cat would, just like yeah. raking up and down and across it. And he's jumping in between your laps and like snapping at all of you. It's obviously he has a bunch of this pent up energy. Uh-huh. He's on the ceiling. He's on the furniture. He's just like all over this room, playing and chirping and purring. As Patches finally lets him out of, can I pull uh, out these like robes. a spoon on some string and like dangle it in front of him? Like- yeah. And he, yeah, he's absolutely like hitting it with his tail and playing with it. Mm-hmm. And then he like smacks the string off and the spoon clatters up against the ground and he grabs it in his mouth and like runs up under the bed with it and doesn't come back out. Were those windows like stained glass in the thing or are they just open stone? It's, it looks like, yeah, they're just open, like a big open archway. You were told that monks meditate up in the tower. Uh, cool. That's, all, that's it. <laughs> Sit out there in the Tower of the Wind, face mm-hmm. the wind and meditate. You still got your invisibility? Ability. Yeah, I can get the loot out and do that. Invis. Man, you can fly. Yeah, and you fly. can fly. You can fucking fly? You can fly. Yeah, she you fly can now. fly. Oh, I got this neat loot. The best thing about spider climb is that you don't need your hands to do it. So you can still, like, shoot bows mm-hmm. and, like, do things with it. So. It's pretty fucking bad. Are we taking, like, a short rest? We're just, like, killing you time? You were getting a short rest. All right. Yes. Okay, and it's going to be seven hours? Seven hours. Okay. Until nightfall. Basically, as you all as you all are talking about this, you're talking about these plans you hear at your door. Oh. Uh, hello? No. <laughs> Sadly, literally goes, hello? And she goes, no! And then, and then you hear a voice go, may I come in? Do we recognize the voice? Roll a history. That name, that voice. 18. Yeah, you don't, you don't recognize this voice. Who is it? The Grand Master of Flowers. I've come to pay our new recruits a visit. Oh, fuck. Who was it that let us in? 
the homeboy, but we can't throw him under the bus. <laughs> he the did cra- it! He fucking The crazy it. dude? We can throw him under oh, the bus. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's right. Yeah, totally. I can hear you of, whispering. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. weird if we don't open the door. Um, can anybody charm this motherfucker or anything? Uh, are we really high up? Or are we ground level? <laughs> uh, you're, you're on like the second story of this. This is like a two-story a building. The guests are charm on the second him. story. You can charm him for a minute? A literal minute. A literal, a literal minute? Well, he and can then he walk the fuck away for a minute. No, no, I can do it for eight hours. You can? Well, if, sorry, if I'm he useless. doesn't succeed on a pass, which well, I think he's I would like watch you cast a spell on him. Um, yeah. But he please stop. No, yeah, let's just wait a second. There's five of us. It's okay at the moment. Come in. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, come in. Y'all, we are. He pulls the handle You're and he opens danger, it up. Girl. He opens it up and you see. You and see, I'm sure. always in danger. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like this, Gumball like, is like casual. Yeah, so, so, yeah, everybody's everyone's posing really strangely and smiling at him. You all stop whispering, and there's like this really strange moment of silence. But as this door opens, there's an old man standing in the doorway. He is not wearing simple monk robes. He has uh, these ornate robes. His pants seem to be tied up under them, and I don't know what you call it when the big piece of cloth goes down in the mm-hmm. front and the back. Yeah. But he's got that. Like and a tunic tunic of sorts yeah, or yeah, yeah. It's like a, no, it is like a big tunic in the front, but he has these mm-hmm. he has these pants that look like they are airy and easy to move in. He does not like though his face is obviously elderly and his body is very slim, his face is gaunt, his skin is very dark brown. He has this very welcoming smile on his face. His eyes almost closed completely as he walks in. As he he's just like staring out at all of you for a second, but he does not move like an old man. His shoulders are broad and he stands up straight and his body is confident. And as he's standing and you all are like I will you're all like will, putting yeah. you're all like putting your arms up on chairs and you're all like smiling at him and there's like this weird air of I silence for a second and then you hear Gumble like clang the spoon underneath <laughs> the bed and it comes sliding out from under it. And like uh, he's just sitting there and he he takes a step into the room. And he shuts the door behind him. And he says, I am Grandmaster Periwinkle. I have come to welcome you. New recruits, as it would be. Indeed, uh, I mean, indeed, we are new recruits. Uh, I'll do that gesture. Grab yeah. The wrist. yeah, me too. And I'd be like, it is lovely meeting you. He, he chuckles and he puts, he puts his up and he's like obviously humoring you. He's like, <laughs> and I will smile and nod. <laughs> and he puts he puts his he puts his hand behind his back, and it's obvious he's getting some sort of enjoyment out of sure. this experience. And uh, he says, "So, been here for a day, and already your name has made its way to my office. <laughs> Either you're all prodigies, or you're all lying. You can do both." Why not? And he, starts, he, he, he does. He, does, he, he, he pulls one hand out from behind yeah. his back, and he does gesture toward Arwell, and you see like one eyebrow, like. <laughs> um, and he says, "Where were you sent from?" Think of Spark Spring for me, and to be open with this guy. Patches doesn't say shit. You see Gumble come out and like clanging around at the spoon and like scratching at it, and you just see this. You see I, this. I snap my finger at him and, and have him like. He does not come back to you. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like I'll, chasing it across I'll the gesture, I'm sorry, I can't it's like all over the place. I'll gesture <laughs> to him and be like, and he's from Ravenscliff. 
Yeah, and he looks up and he's like, <laughs> he like hisses at this guy and he's like chasing the spoon across the floor. And as it clangs, it goes up to this guy's feet and Gumble looks up to him and you see this like he just like chuckles down at Gumble. He's like, <laughs> and he holds his hand out and Gumble like climbs up his legs really quickly and comes out onto it and just starts like biting at it like really hard, like way too hard. But this oh, guy no. is like not flinching as Gumble is biting his hand and he like grabs his head and he puts it up to his and he like touches his nose and he says, "Be calm." And Gumble is not calm after he says this. <laughs> <laughs> And he like grabs the spoon and runs back up onto the bed. Uh, he's like, a strange band of recruits, if I've ever seen one. I yes. can I, I wanna like kind of like lean over to Callista Callista and whisper in her ear, like, what if we just tell him the truth? Like we're actually here yeah, to help him. Well he already in, did. Like inadvertently, you know, I or kind of doing it. Yeah. Not real. yeah, I mean yeah, we can just tell him like we're gonna help him. I nod to Arwol. Anyway. And I just say there's no point in trying to tell you otherwise. We're we're here to help everyone in the world to uh, be liberated from great evil and oppression and potentially the end of all civilization. And uh, I think that's in everybody's interest, and hopefully we can work together. What, and what, Callista, why don't you <laughs> tell him all the shit that we have yeah. been through? Um, and how sure. you know, like we are, we're Tears not. We don't mean him or this place any harm, you know. Yeah. So, so Callista just steps forward and yeah. just sort of sighs. He, as as you all are talking and approaching him, he is very calm in his demeanor. He is very sure in his movements. It doesn't seem like a single movement is wasted as he sits here. Um, his eyes just move very slowly and warmly over to you. Mm-hmm. That's that gentle smile still on his face. As she tells the story, I'm going to work in my spell book. Yeah. <laughs> Calista's a little... Wow, okay. Heard this. Hashtag ouch. Calista's a little depressed from her yeah. poor yeah. efforts to talk to anyone else today to any good effect. So she sort of um, is a little sadder than usual while telling the tale and a bit less boisterous. But yeah, starting from the beginning in Raven's Bluff and the smoke and the dragons and the elemental planes mm-hmm. and all about Gumbel's former master who we miss very much who sent us here and our suspicions and why we're here. Sure. The whole deal. He stays standing and he listens to every word of your story. Mm -hmm. He does not interject. He does not correct. He does not move, it seems like, other than a very controlled and almost rhythmic breathing that he has as he listens. And when he is sure that you have finished, when there is an air of silence... To conclude. He attacked! I've told the whole story he standing. <laughs> Roll for initiative. <laughs> but I've told the whole story standing mm-hmm. with my hands out to the side, palms open, facing toward him, just yeah. in a gesture of, like, there's nothing I'm hiding from you. It's right. truth. And I conclude by, um, I just say, I'm, I apologize that we felt the need to come here and falsify our reasons for being here. We're just at this point not sure who we can trust. Sure. Roll a performance with advantage. Okay, come on, brand new dice. <laughs> 24. Uh, with advantage. Yes. You never know. Mm-hmm. 25. <laughs> 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 Nailed it. made a big difference. He speaks out to you all, and with this warm smile still on his face, his hands still behind his back, he begins to move. And he walks around, and to each one of you, he, like, he gingerly puts, uh, as long as you'll allow him, he walks in, like, toward your circle and around it, and he gently places a hand on each of your shoulders. 
And as he walks around... How many hands does he have? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> oh, my God! Um, so he, he walks around, and one at a time, he places his hand gently on your shoulders, and he makes eye contact with you, and he, can, he maintains that very warm smile. And then after he has done so, assuming everyone will let him, even if Arwell doesn't look up from his book... I, I, I like, I'll look up and I'll like wink yeah. at him and be like, yep. Oh. <laughs> he goes to the door, and he says, You have endured so much. And it is a shame we were not there to endure with you. If you have any real interest in becoming monks, it seems you have the stuff we're made out of <laughs> at your cores. Well, that's I... that multi-class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little multi-class Arwell. <laughs> he says, I know you are not recruits here because I recruit everyone here. And I have not met one of you. I appreciate your honesty. I have a few questions that we will get to. But before that, my heart goes out for you. Your suffering is mine, as it is my monasteries. You do not need to be monks here. Though I cannot give you access to every room, those are high privileges, only rewarded to those who have endured much and shown their loyalty most importantly my first question is a simple question who let you into my monastery i do not feel comfortable answering that i do and i tell him and I'll just shrug my shoulders and go back to my book. The gatekeeper's name. The gatekeeper's name. Oh no, he's fucked. Oh, oh poor what guy. What's his name? Understand, we're very persuasive. Please don't be too hard on him. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, what do I care? Yeah. I don't care. Uh, her, her, her. <laughs> Wrong character. Her. <laughs> so, uh, so, do, you, do you tell us about Mibble and Hearn or just Hearn? Just Hearn. Hearn does not watch not? the door as he used to. So we like him. I don't, and Calissa doesn't. But I, I don't know. For just just for the sake of her? Uh, brevity, I'm just I just say her. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And you came in the front entrance. I don't know what the front entrance. No, is. we did not. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> no, we didn't. There was a remory involved. We came by another way. Good lord, y'all. He just goes, excuse I mean, me, disappears, and we just hear him muffled. Oh my god, I swear I did it! You just hear a snap, and then he walks back, and it's just like anyway, covered in blood. He's like, next question. Actually, you know what? Mibble is a piece of shit. He really was. He was nice. Of, I was going to say, Hearn was, Hearn was really like, he was nice. just get in here, here's what you should know, don't tell anyone I'll let you in. And Mibble was an yeah. asshole. Yeah. I would say he was an asshole. Yeah, he was, he was uh he was contrary. Either way, they're both uh, gonna die now. I don't like them all. He was them all. He's, he's a little off. <laughs> 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 kill everybody. He's a little off So you guys are having this conversation in front of him, and he's like, <laughs> I'm not looking to out any of my members. I am only wondering how you got here. This will not be plastered we, on the walls. We came in through a back entrance. In their defense, potentially they heard why we were coming here and felt it was their duty to let us through. And uh, you see that smile disappear from his face, and he considers something for a second. And for the first time, you do see a flick of movement, his eyes just to the side as he has a thought. He comes back, his posture returns, and he says, if Mivel saw fit that you come into this monastery, I will accept his wishes. 
He left us long ago, but he is a good judge of character. Do you know how he judges people's character? He's got this I'm sure fucking it worm. ride a fucking giant worm. It was metal as fuck. <laughs> Mivel did not fit in the monastery for many reasons. One of which... That he had giant, a giant fucking worm. worm. <laughs> <laughs> Can I bring this in? <laughs> His intimidating worm. <laughs> um, <laughs> though I am the Grand Master of Flowers, he's a greater monk than I will ever be. What do you hope to achieve here? We believe that this storm that the locus of the storm is right above this monastery is has something to do with the tearfall and dragons. And if, you know, history rings true in this case, there's probably, I don't know. There's probably something we need to to do here, and we don't exactly know what it is, but we need the opportunity to investigate. I have one last question, and I will tell you one more thing, and then I will wish your stay well here at my monastery. Whose horrifying creature is that tied outside <laughs> the guest house? That's my buffalo. He's my best friend in the whole He's world. He's buffalo. He's my buffalo. And <laughs> Easy. Easy. And uh, he was killed on in battle after a really heinous battle with a shambling mound, and I, I seek to uh, bring him back to the realm of the living while we're getting down to brass tacks. Do you know uh, anyone that could help me do that if, if that is not some sort of horrifying abomination in your view? I am a member of the House of the Triad, though I am not a cleric. Unfortunately, you only just missed the cleric we hired to see after Mother Savan. Ah, shit! That said, there are high-cost clerics of the House of the Triad that no greater resurrection spells. They do not come for cheap. And sometimes it doesn't always come back the way it should. Here? Mm. Not at the monastery, no. Only in the larger cities. Okay. Ours came from far to the north. A place called Ten Towns. Seek a high priest or priestess of the House of the Triad. And have your gold ready to burn. Your friend has endured much. You can have my gold. Yeah, mine too. Oh, damn. Thanks, guys. Okay, now he's our buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) We'll pay Uh, for the buffalo. (laughs) And he says, I'll leave you with this. And as he says it, you're like, (laughs) like, underneath the bed. And then, like, a bunch of scratching and then, like, some hissing. And then Gumball, like, comes back over to Patch's shoulder and is sitting on it. And he's just, like, nibbling at your ear. And, like, he's, like, making biscuits on your robes that you're still wearing. And he's got that spoon in his mouth. And, like, you can, like, the noise in his teeth is just awful. And he's, like, like, chewing on it. So as Gumbel's like sitting here, he says, understand that though I endure your burden, though I sympathize with it, I still have a monastery to run and we still have rules. As of now, I cannot give you any aid. If you come to me with any sort of hard evidence, that may change. But I will not have anyone pointing fingers at anyone in my monastery. They've all been here for many years. They've trained very hard, and they've shown their loyalty. 
That said, if you were able to bring me something, some hard evidence, some irrefutable proof, I could grant what little aid I could, give you access to any areas you may need to go in. Additionally, if you do decide to investigate further and you disturb the monastery, I will be forced to ask you to leave. That is, if you were caught. Okay. We believe yeah, that, we that the, the, the source of what's going on might potentially be going on in the tower. If you could grant us access to the tower and allow us to do what we can to leave everything as, as you know... We just want to look. Chill as possible. We just want to be able to investigate because we've heard some things that might lead to the fact that uh, where Lady uh, Savan was attacked, it might lead to that temple. Okay. Uh, roll a persuasion. That is a 12. He says, as I said, your access to any of the monastery's chambers is restricted, as you were not monks. The people who have access to those places have trained for 20 years or more. I cannot give it to you on hearsay, though I do sympathize with your case. I'm going to leave this room, and I will be locked in mine for the night. I will be studying, and I will not be disturbed. If you get into any trouble, I will be the first to hear about it. So don't get into any trouble. He said don't get caught, mm-hmm. which yeah. is, you know, your boss. Code so. for, I'm going to be in my study doing shit. Y'all don't make no ruckus. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. He says, yeah, enjoy your stay. Thank Our you. wine is famous worldwide. That's Drink true. as much as you like. Will do. Thank you. After we're done. <laughs> yeah. He says, enjoy the accommodations. And as he does, his hands leave his side. He gives you a gentle smile. He looks over at Gumble and he smiles at him. And as he smiles at Gumble, Gumble's like making biscuits on patches and he goes, and like kisses out at the guy. And he just like, he like chuckles a little bit and then uh, he sees his leave. And he does not turn to say anything after he says, enjoy your stay. And very slowly closes the door behind you, which does close without a sound. You don't hear him walking down the hallway. You don't hear anything else after that. Oh, oh my God, Kathy, with the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you see he's out there making pottery. <laughs> Ew. He seemed nice. And I go back to my spell book. Yeah, well, let's so, not get caught. We got the unofficial blessing. I mean, I feel like let's do this. He, but yeah, he basically said, do what you need to do, but don't get caught. Yeah, literally my notes say, access, but don't get caught. Well, uh, while we got a little bit of time to kill, I say we still wait till nightfall. You've got your seeing eye thing that you can put in the temple. You can be invisible and fly or up there. Or make somebody else invisible and fly. I also have mage um, hand and a little tiny crystal frog that can do simple tasks. That is very and cool. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Can you, can you see through the frog? Like... I can't, he but he can open already. doors and stuff. I think it's important uh. to have both stealthy people kind of doing what they're best at because you can fly and be invisible, so you can mm-hmm. literally just like fly, fly up into the thing. Climb. You can climb. You can make somebody ability. climb, somebody and climb you're stealthy like as fuck. How long does your thing that you can see in the tower work for? Ten minutes. There's a few things that I think I'm on like the break of fixing on my spell book. Mm-hmm. So if we wait eight hours, I could maybe get something a little extra. It'll just be darker. Fuck yeah. yeah. Darkness falls. You're going to have total uh-huh. darkness in seven hours. That does not Well, probably <laughs> when everybody is <laughs> for sure asleep is the best time for us to go anyway. Yeah, it's yeah. probably better to wait anyway. Yeah. 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 All right. The devil's hour. Yeah. Let's do it. Fuck yeah. All right. Till midnight-ish? Yeah. 
Let's do that. Let's do so it. that's okay. what, like, 11 hours? Yeah. Cool. I mean, that's yeah, great for You all wait 11 hours. We and as you wait, room. you're sitting in your room, you're talking bullshit. I'm, everybody, everybody gets their turn with Gumbel. They get to play with him a little mm-hmm. bit. He's coming over to everyone. He's obviously restless. He's picking at rations. He's Can I like, modify my digitation to make like a little laser pointer for him to chase? Oh, colors? he's all over. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's, like, yeah, he's like definitely he's chasing that. And you see him like, for the first time, as soon as this laser comes up, you see him. I don't know if you guys have ever seen a cat do this, but mm-hmm. they chatter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. He gets like so fucking excited he can't handle it. He's like... <laughs> Like, he sees this little dot, and he's just, like, all over the place. And since he can fly, when it goes up the wall, he doesn't just slam into it. Right, he's actually, he actually like, chasing it. around the room. Yeah. And so this entertains you all for 11 hours. <laughs> and then, I, uh, haven't, I haven't danced in a long time, so I'm, like, dancing with the laser. Yeah, you can play your music, and, like, mm-hmm. this, yeah, mm-hmm. you're just yep. safe and, and having a good time. writing songs. Adelaide's just <laughs> so happy to be back. This is what you've been missing out on. 11 hours has passed. The... Light has disappeared. There's silver moonlight coming through this. The storm is blowing all around this. It has not stopped. In the distance, you can hear these wind chimes. They are just blowing. You don't hear the voices and the footsteps of all of those monks. You don't hear people coming to refill the baths. You don't hear people coming to serve the food in the guest houses. You don't hear any voices or people. The night has laid a blanket over everyone, and everything has fallen still, except for this wind that seems to muffle everything else out and carry this moonlight with it. These flakes of snow are blowing through this place. It is midnight. All right. Okay. Let's do it. In my time off, I've also crafted a very sturdy lasso. Okay. Ooh, nice. Eleven-hour like lasso. Hell yeah. You know it's. Good. I wrote a book. <laughs> He's practiced roping the bed first with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was roping uh, Gumble. <laughs> Specifically. Yeah. Gumble sleeps on the foot of the plan? bed. By the way, he's all tuckered out now. He's sleeping on the foot of the bed. Um, good. I can. What I can do? Climb the two stories to get up to the tower part. Um. And then lower a rope for people who can't climb as well or anything. Um, what are you trying to say about me? Well, I'm not saying anything mm-hmm. other than you can't climb as well. As she can, can climb a lot better than you. Oh, you got your spell. But I, okay. yeah. <laughs> but I only got two. I didn't mean you specifically. I mean anybody who's not like able to you know, like scale a wall. And then all we have to do is get into one of those little windows. Mm-hmm. And we can go up the tower. Depending on, on what we see in the tower. Exactly. And then Arwell needs to do his clairvoyance. Yeah. But well, I can so. do it from here. Do you think I should be more, like, battle-ready for what we're about to enter? Or should I, like, be more... I don't think we need to be fighting anybody. Okay. It, but there's no magic, it sounds like, that we're resisting at this point. Then again, yeah. there were all those, like, lightning marks on yeah, the I, there, yeah, there's there magic. There were some lightning marks. There's mm-hmm. magic. Also, there's a... You know, a storm that won't go away, that the center of it is right above us. One question, though. If you're going to put your little all-seeing eye thing in there, mm-hmm. do we want to have that going, like, right before we infiltrate, <laughs> potentially? Or do we or do we want to have that going on, like, while we're doing other shit so you can kind of have a different perspective while we're in there? That's great. We can do that. So do we do we want to kind of descend upon the place quietly and stealthily or, as possible? I mean, or we could just go ahead and... Uh, because you only have 10 minutes on your eye thing. Right. Might be a little... It might be good to cast that a little closer to us all getting there. Just so we have an upper hand if we need it. Because you can look around the place in like uh, 30 fucking seconds <clears throat> and tell us what's going on. Right. I feel like this might help. So I can cast this at will. So thank you, Oriel. Mwah. Girl, love you. Um, I can cast basically silent image at will, which is an object, a creature, anything in a 15-foot cube. It's a visual cue. So, like, I could make it look like one of us is running off into a distant hallway if 
we get okay. caught or something like that. Yeah. Like I have it at will. Like I got all those like images on lock. I have a thought. Too. Yeah, totally. This That's is, a good idea. This is maybe unrelated to the tower, but it just occurred to me that tonic or whatever that they're giving her. Mm-hmm. Might be Do you think her that's what's keeping her in that state because she yes, knows something? That's what I was saying. His slop was so bland. It was oh, so bland. I think it's supposed hard. to be, but. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one way to My find out. My conspiracy theory. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna go steal it? See what it does? Uh. I mean, check a lug. Not right this second, because we do need to go check out the tower. But I feel like if we could even just get a hold of it for a minute for Arwell to look at and maybe yeah. identify. Yes. Yeah, if you can identify that shit. We had 11 like, hours. Why man? didn't I fucking take that, too? <laughs> I took the fucking key. Because you thought it might be actually simple. helping. Because that was, exactly you used that yeah. as a distraction. You yeah. couldn't steal it from while you were yeah. talking you know what? about That's it. That's what it is. That's you care too is. much. Definitely. <laughs> Your heart is so um, big, you couldn't do that. Yeah, God. <laughs> but I think um, I think we need to check that out too. Well, first things first. Yeah. Let's go Tower find first. this building. Everybody, everybody contributed a big piece of that plan. I'm really proud of all of you, and nobody gets inspiration. I personally would like to send Buffalo once I'm out there over to the base of the the tower. Mm-hmm. And he's just going to kind of be a lookout. And if he sees anything or anyone, I just want him to go for one person, snort once. For multiple people, go. And for uh, for like a lot of people or lights coming on or torches lighting, I'm going to hear a. Okay, he'll try his best to do that one. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Nice. Since he doesn't he have lips. Have <laughs> yeah. Well, he just go. Who's making the first moves? I'm. I rolled a twenty-nine for stealth, and I'm sneaking toward the tower. Are you just trying a regular climb? Remind me how your climbing works, because it is going to be important here. Um, It's just movement. Normally, if you were climbing, it would be half your movement. I can Mm -hmm. just climb with all of my movement. As soon as you go to like put your hands on the side of this in this storm, you realize this is like this whole building is essentially a solid block of ice. Bitch, come let me make you spider climb. (laughs) When you choose this archetype at third level, you gain the ability to climb faster than normal. Climbing no longer costs you extra movement. Right. In addition, when you make a running jump, the distance you cover increases by a number of feet equal to your dexterity modifier. I'll just use my pitons. Okay, so you got to throw your pitons in this, make a dexterity I'm check. Just, I'm not throwing them, I'm using them right, right. actively. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Roll a dexterity check for me. Mod 20. Yeah, okay, so with mod 20, you slam these into the side of this, and you come scraping back down this building. You're not able to get a grip on it. It really is like it's this solid, super hard chunk of ice that these things are having a really hard time pressing into. Um, Hey, Adelaide, you know that time you cut your toe off? Do you think you could ask the Frost Maiden to uh, clear a little bit of this slick shit off this building for us? No, she likes it. Well, could you ask her to just (laughs) remove it or Clear a path for those of us who aren't as well adapted? Um, I dig it. <laughs> I mean, I don't really like to ask things of her. She asks is, things of me, but... but is your clutter climb at will? Uh, it's a spell. It's a spell. I hate yeah. for you to use a spell slot. There's a building all the way around the tower. Okay. It's two stories. And in the dead center of that building, the tower rises 40 feet from it. Okay, so, so you need to get up this regular building, and then you can get So to we're technically just 40 just feet from the top. You. 60 feet. It's 20, then 40. Okay, I thought it maybe stood in between. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. Callista, seeing Patches have trouble, is going to be like, Patches, I'm not going in, you're going. 
and I pull out the DOS loot, and I pluck two strings. Where are you guys standing in this tower, by the way? I, I so would there's say the like, front door, there's the side. I assume the we've, like, I, found... I, I would say the side. Okay, like, the back, side. There's the, the front. back is, like, right up against the cliff, like the monastery Like, is. in a shadow where we're hopefully not seen, and I'm, like, whispering. So, who where else is out here? Is everyone out here in a group? Yeah, and I'd also like mm. to know where the alcoves are. Are, are they sure. on the front side? They're... All around it. All, okay. all four sides. North, okay. south, east, and west. Yeah. Uh, everyone who is out here needs to roll stealth. I rolled a 29 for stealth. Right. I'd like to cover myself in snow also. 10. Mm. Mod 20. 11. Yeah. 18. So, as you all are out here talking, Patches is over in the shadow. Arwell and Guy are quick to react and to back up against this building and into the snow, but Mother Sanilla calls out to both of you. Yes. What are you? What are you doing out here? Oh, I'm sorry. We're just we're here visiting. We were just out for a walk. I enjoy the moonlight. Praying. We're praying. Well, the, we're not monks. The Tower of Winds is off limits to guests. Oh no, we're not trying oh, to go in. Just apologies. looking about. Sorry, we'll move on. Well, it's in a it's in a poor state of repair. It's best you didn't stand near it. It actually could collapse at any moment. Really? Oh dear. What happened? Whew. I, I've yet to find out. Oh my. Good well, luck. Well, you are good investigators. So if you'd like any assistance in looking oh, at. Oh no, things. guests are not allowed inside the tower. Oh, not inside. I'm, if it's structural damage, I imagine there's some things outside. The tower is what is damaged. It is located inside of the building. Oh, it's interior. That, that's that's correct. Apologies, I misunderstood. Well, it's it's best you saw yourselves back to the guest house, I believe. Of course, of course. Could okay, I? Thank you. How close are they to me? Can we just knock them? They're down? very close. No. Just knock them. Um, no. I want to... We've been seen. Like, As we walk away, okay. I'm just playing a song, and I happen to pluck the two strings that are going to cast Invisibility Sweet. and Flight. On patches. Okay. You and Adelaide are walking back toward mm-hmm. uh, the guest like we're house. We're going back towards the guest she house. She is watching. Casually you. She is not letting you yeah. like. She's okay. not letting you turn around and stop. Mm-hmm. She's. You were going to walk back to the guest house. Yeah, I'm just and I'm playing quietly. Playing. So you're walking the song. back to the guest house. It is about 100 feet away. Patches. Your feet are light. Your hands are not visible. You are I'm loving this. Feeling good. Move around and I've got, um, as I'm um, singing, I have my message cantrip. Mm-hmm. The component on it is mm-hmm. a piece of copper wire. And yeah. I like to think that I've just wired a piece of copper onto the end of the lute. And so I just sort of whisper into it. Like I'm singing as I walk, but I'm whispering. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Patches, get in there and find everything you can. We'll meet you back at the guest house. And you can respond to that with a whisper that only I can hear. Okay, but why don't we all go up yeah. right now? We can't. Well, sneak back. Go to the guest house and so, sneak back out. Yeah, so I can cast this silent image at will. I could make it look like it was snowing on us or something. And, like, I can move it as we're my just, action. Make- we've, just, we've got to keep walking at this point. Let's get to oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah we'll come back. Anymore. BRB. But I'm like, just go ahead and get to <laughs> it. She's like, no, you won't. <laughs> I'm used to him just disappearing because he's very stealthy. And I just say, if you go up to one of the windows, see if you can drop a rope down. Yeah, I'm going okay. to well, yeah, That's idea. What I'm, so the... Once, okay, so I'm going to left. I'm going to levitate up onto the top of the second story, kind of the the base of the tower. Um, how high is the next window? It is ten feet up from the ten base of the up. building. Okay, yes. I am going to kind of like fly up, sit on the little alcove there, the windowsill, yep. and take one of my pitons, like bear it in, in there, okay. and then tie the rope roll to athletics. it and roll. And it's a fifty foot okay. rope, so it would go down yeah. to so the. So roll an athletics for me. Come on, athletics. 16. <laughs> okay, with the 16, you do drive this piton into the stone of this ledge, and you're able to throw this rope down the side. You could just drop it, and it'll fall to the top of this building, since this is in the center of it, or you could try to throw it out in the storm, but you think that that might be a little more difficult with these winds. And as you were sitting on here, you immediately realize 
why they only let advanced monks onto this place, and I need you to make a dexterity saving throw for me. Ooh. The wind that is ripping through this building that is coming up and off of the tundra is intense. But what is it? Oh, well, it would be an 11. So with an 11, your feet slip, but you don't fall. You just get blown to the side of it because you are essentially levitating. Yeah. You get blown to the side of it, and you're like, holy fuck. Like, this wind is ripping up the tundra, up this cliff, through these windows, and pushing hard. Like, a physical hand is, like, pushing you off almost. Mm-hmm. And you immediately realize why they only let higher-level monks up here. It's hard to stand here even for the second you land. It's good that you can you, fly. Yeah. You let this well, rope down. What the fuck are y'all going to do when yeah. you get up here? You let this, you let this rope down, and, um, well, this is on the exterior of the building from this uh, okay. You let this rope down and as you, you're still standing on this platform. It's like hitting the top of the building underneath you and it's like blowing in the wind a little bit. Okay. Um, just... I make an indiscreet noise. Or a discreet noise. Excuse me. Indiscreet. And, yeah. <laughs> 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 like, a, like a little whistle um, that I've let this rope down. Okay. I mean, do I feel it like hit my head? It's on the. It, it's without. It's just gonna land on the top of the building underneath the tower, unless you're able to do something to get it further out. Oh yeah, I mean, like I'll, I'll fly down there and lower it over the side of the sure. thing. Sure. <laughs> so Pat just goes down, grabs this rope. He's like, "What the fuck?" And he just throws it Yo, over. Flying is the shit. <laughs> it pretty much beats all my rules. <laughs> uh, I'm flying. Question, I don't fall. Uh, I'm flying. I fly the rope down. Uh, I can't. Cl- I fly up. <laughs> question about that. Does this last a minute? It lasts. Flight is ten minutes. Invisibility is an hour. Okay. So you have ten minutes of flight and an hour of invisibility. Okay, sweet. So you you throw this rope down. What would you like to do? No, I whistle like the the I whistle for the, to let them know that the rope is down. Okay, our old guy. You immediately see this rope flapping in the wind. Where's Lady Sanilla? She is actively walking toward you two. Great. Do you see us? There's, are her eyes on us? Uh, you could roll a perception for me real quick. What was it though? <laughs> that, that's. Perception six. Yeah, you can't tell. She's actively walking in your direction. You know this rope is beside you. Patches, you are you I going fly over to the opposite side of the tower and I make a indiscreet noise. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give you inspiration just for how stupid ass this is and how many circles you're making me run. Um, I'm not encouraging this behavior though. Uh, roll deception. Okay. Roll performance. Performance? Yeah. Or deception. Performance. I prefer deception. Don't care. Why don't you fucking fly out of it? It is an 11. With an 11, you all see her head whip to the side really quickly. She looks around, and she starts to make her way around the building, and you can see her, like, like really just huffing it over to this other side of the building. She um, seems to leave you. I'm going to try to go up that room. Yeah. I guess, yeah. So Buffalo was, like, right next to me, basically. I command him uh, to just, like, slump down in a in like a mound uh-huh. and get as close to the ground and I say don't move and I just pack snow on top of him to look like a That's big awesome. snow mound. Yeah, so you nice. pack the snow up on Buffalo and he doesn't breathe anymore so yeah. he's just like this fucking snow mound with these like horns. Nice. <laughs> but, I, but I carve out the eyes so he, there's two see? little holes. <laughs> That's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> And I say, can, doesn't he have little red dots? You can just see the little Louis undead eyes. red dots, just barely, faintly, barely there, just like snowflo. And uh, and I say, And I say, hang tight, buddy, and uh, you know, plaque your teeth or something if if some serious crazy <laughs> shit goes on. You just hear like, and then I <laughs> start making my way up the rope. Okay, so you're starting to climb the rope. Uh, I need you to roll an athletics. Arwol, you're doing the same, making athletics patches. What are you doing, ladies? Mm. 
We're still walking away. Are we coming hmm. back as she walked away? Uh, you could roll a perception to see if you notice that she's I'd like to stopped. roll perception to see if I've noticed if she's stopped. Perfect. 16. Yep, 16. 15. Turn around. You don't see her. 15, you're rolling what? Sorry, remind me. Oh, going up the road. Athletics, that's that's a success. Uh, it is hard, though. You barely, you fucking barely make it up to the side of the sledge. Your feet are slipping under you, and you are having to rely wholly on being able to pull yourself up with upper body strength. But since you're a fighter, you're doing pretty good. <laughs> Before, <laughs> Arbel, you get you get about ten feet up this rope, and your feet just come out from under you, and you slip, and you hit this ground. You didn't get that far up, so you won't take any damage. But um, it's not so, fine guys up here, and I, I come over to guy. You, well, you can't see me, but I say, pull him up. Like, yeah, you grab on and, and pull him up. I throw the lasso okay. right down to Arbel. Oh, your lasso that you prepared. Okay, you see this? <laughs> and I've got the other tied around. Make a, make a um, make a, an athletics for me. To see if you can get him. Uh, that is a 15 again. Okay, yeah, so you throw it down. It doesn't wrap around him perfectly, yoink, like in a movie, but it does land right beside you. You see this lasso. Yeah. Um, and I will... <laughs> so ridiculous. Slow, like, kind of not like... Uh, I won't put the lasso part around my waist, but I'm going to put it around my foot and tighten it and wrap it around my waist oh, and yeah. hold it yeah. this way. Okay. Uh, roll in athletics to see if you can pull that little fucker up there. It's another 15. That's three 15s all. All right, so nice. hey, you're consistent if nothing else. Yeah. So guys are <laughs> able to uh, slowly but surely start pulling you up. Are you doing anything? Are I'm, you guys I, doing if, anything? If, if I'm so the rope that it's I gonna have, take him a minute to I'm going to pull up my rope just until I know that the Callista mm-hmm. and Adelaide are at least there. So just so the rope isn't dangling over the side Got of it. the... So, so as guys up on this, Arwell, you were getting pulled up onto it. Adelaide, you look back. And you, you mm-hmm. say... So I don't see her, and I grab Calista's arm and pull her down, and I say, get down, and I cast a silent image and like make it look like there's a snowdrift over okay. us. And you, you're both making your way back. Yeah. You're leaving from the... You're going to leave from the guest house. You're making it look like there's a, basically some sort of snow or bank. Shadow like just, or shadow or some yeah, sort of, just like... pouring over you. Yeah. And so in, the, in this night, this, like, pale moonlight is shining through this, and you two are completely obscured. Uh, Undead Snowfalo is in this little mound with his little creepy eyes peeking out. Arwell is being hoisted actively up onto this. Patches and Guy are on this ledge, and in an instant, you hear this snap. And then the sky lights up <gasps> right around that moon, and you just see this lightning like hit the top of this tower as loud as you can. And from the top of the, all of the alcoves, this bright, brilliant, platinum blue white comes out of it. You notice that there is a man standing on the actual roof of the building <gasps> at the base of the tower, and he's clacked two things together. And as he does, you see ten other forms stand up, and they're looking right at the window where all of you are at. And as they see this, you hear this laughing coming from the top of the tower. You feel the tower begin to shake. And as you feel it beginning to shake, lightning strikes again. And again. And again. And as this is happening, you hear a laugh come out, a maniacal. Like, <laughs> And all of these people start howling with him as he's screaming. And we're going to end episode Yay. 52 right now. So fun. Super fun. Hey there, listeners. I trust that you are finally finished howling with the rest of our cast. And I appreciate your patience waiting on this episode. I know it took a little bit longer to come out, but I have been under an avalanche of work here lately. We just got done with our first con, which was super successful and awesome. And we are so grateful to those of you who came out and saw us. We had a blast drinking with some of our favorite nerds, each other. And we even got to do a panel and tell people, uh, you know, 
how we started this whole silly podcast. And it just got me to thinking how grateful we all are for you, the listener. Uh, we wouldn't be able to do any of it without you. The fact that we are sponsored and that we are a little over 50 episodes deep into this thing is just crazy. So I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you for your continued support, uh, for listening, for communicating with us, and just for being super kick-ass. You know who else is kick-ass? Dice Envy. That's right. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be able to do this either. Between you guys and them, you're sort of like our hero. And so you should definitely be joining forces with them. And you can do so by heading over to DiceEnvy.com. They just got a load of new dice that you should definitely go check out. My personal favorites are the confetti dice. Imagine if somebody took confetti cake icing and they turned it into a dice, but it looked even more tasty. That's right. And you can get 10% off of any of those new dice or old ones that you fall in love with by entering the code HITDICEPOD at checkout. They've got little tiny metal dice. They've got big mommy and daddy metal dice. They've got the new confetti dice and wooden dice and just all kinds of really awesome stuff. So head over there and maybe pick up a subscription box while you're at it. Again, that's DiceEnvy.com. You can get 10% off by entering the code HITDICEPOD at checkout. Hey, as long as you have AOL 5.0 pulled up, head over to hitdicepod.com. We have this story so far. We're starting to shorten our recaps in the podcast just because so much has happened. And when I'm thinking back on it, it's just crazy to think about how far we've come, where the heroes started and where we are now and everything sort of coming to this big cataclysmic uh, climax. And ha! <laughs> you can review the story and see maybe some details that you forgot or just reflect and Soak in all of that delicious, delightful nostalgia. There's also fan art, and there's some really cool products that we've made ourselves. You can support us directly by buying any of those. There's an adventure that I wrote, the players play tested, and Nina designed. It's super kick-ass, period. If you haven't checked it out, you should at least give it a look. It's only four freaking dollars, and there's a couple of other things on there you might find of interest, too. And the last thing that you can do while you have your Netscape window pulled up is to head over to any of our social medias. We're super active on them. Hey, we're even hyperactive on them. But there's pictures of all of our beautiful faces, and there's even pictures of the conference that we were just at. So go check those out. Give them a like and interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is HitDicePod. Again, we couldn't do this without you all, so I just wanted to take a moment not to do a silly little outro, even though we can all, I think, agree that they are of the highest quality and perfectly written, and none of us ever get tired of all those NPC voices that I do in them, uh, to tell you genuinely with my own voice that we really appreciate you. We couldn't do this without you. And if you're enjoying this podcast as much as we are enjoying your company, take a moment to leave a five-star review in your podcast provider. I am super excited to figure out who was howling and making that lightning and rumbling the ground and to see if Snuffalo does chatter his teeth or not to warn the party next week. I know you'll be there to join us. I'll catch you next week, adventurers. Um.